Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with cool. Jesse Nelson. Coming at you from the terrace and we have a guest with us. Ooh, what's up? Yes, we do. Oh, Jake. Jake from Anchorhead Coffee. Hi, buddy. What's up, guys? How are you? For our, our listeners, we... You guys have been incredibly busy. <laughs> we've had, yeah. we've had uh, Anchorhead on the show before. You guys have four locations? Well, we only have three because three we closed now. Issaquah. Closed Issaquah. One of the... Uh, you sort traded yeah. Issaquah. For I mean, Issaquah wasn't doing what we were hoping it would do. <laughs> and we had an opportunity to get out of the lease without yeah. any repercussions. And it was like, nice. oh, we're opening this marketplace location. We might as well just peace out. Yeah. So we yeah, is- Issaquah always seemed right. like a kind of an experiment for you guys. Yeah, it was. I mean, we wanted to see if it would do well. I mean, it's a beautiful city, but I would not open another business there. You guys have been incredibly busy. You've been doing a lot of good work. I think that, uh, I mean, you're up there with the rest of the struggles with COVID, but you also just opened up a new cafe in downtown Seattle at Pike Place um, Market. That's incredible. <laughs> just like, I did a bunch of yard work I mean, over COVID. I wish COVID. that's all I did, really. But we were kind of, we signed the lease well before COVID happened. And then, yeah, we signed it. It was like oh, you did. the beginning of 2019. And it was wow. supposed to open in like November. And then construction happened wow. and a bunch of stuff got pushed back and then COVID happened and then more construction happened and then, yeah. So do you get the sense now that it that it's a good thing that you kind of had that opportunity to pause and reassess how the world changed um, before you could open it? Sort of. I mean, it's been so, it's, it's such a weird <laughs> yes situation because no. like, like it sucks for sure, but it would have sucked just as much or more if we opened before, staffed it and then... So it's probably a good right. thing that it opened afterwards. Still, I'm kind of just right. waiting. Like pandemics end, so there has to be an end to this. It's a prime yeah, location. You guys should come hang. Sure. We'll party. Ideally, once this is over. Is it, oh yeah, there we go. Once this is over. <laughs> yeah, it's a little social. Distance. How, how are the how are Silent the cafes with, with social distancing? Like, are you open? Like, what are you what are you guys doing with them? Yeah. So there's no seating allowed inside. You basically just walk in, order, and leave. That's kind of it. We have a couple outside tables that are spread out quite a bit. Wash yeah. them every time somebody gets up. I mean, just the normal, the normal stuff. I mean, your your main location there is oh, it's an terrible. Amazon world. Is that? I've heard that they're nah. starting to go back to their offices a little bit. They're not coming. We got word from the building. We have yeah. Nordstrom Corporate, CenturyLink Corporate, and like four or five floors of Amazon, and none of them are coming back until at least January. We have a little project with Amazon and it's been pushed back from, you know, beginning of December to, you know, yeah. maybe January, maybe the new year. And every time I talk to him, it's yeah, pushed it's back another month. Just a weird situation. I mean, are you keeping that location open and running or yep. are you able to kind of like put that on hold at all since no one's in that building? Um, they're still charging us rent. We kind of have to keep it open. Yeah. I mean, to try. Um, it's not doing terrible. It's doing like, one-seventh of the business that it was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So we took a pretty big hit. We also, I mean, we went from like a 50-plus right. person company to a seven-person company. So, I mean, it's been a pretty substantial Jeez. loss. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens once we actually get back to normal or whatever normal is going to be. Because, I, mean, right. I mean, we'll obviously offer all of our employees jobs, but like they might have moved on. They might be gone. So what if we have to train 45 people? Right, and you might not just have the busyness for... Yeah. It's going to take a while to get back up to that level and those routines. I mean, you know, with coffee, everything's about the routine. So if everybody's been working from home for 
a year and they come back into the office, you know, they yeah might not. I mean, I'm hoping they don't notice their coffee how much the money way. they spend. Well, I, I'm wondering off. if uh, when things right. do start to progress back towards normal, like when all the bars are closed, <laughs> they save if, so much money. If cafes are one of those places that are gonna get a lot more business a lot faster, just because people haven't been able to do their favorite cafe in forever. It could be. I mean, we've been having people come through to pick up their belongings from Nordstrom for the last like month. And like the first thing they do is come into Anchorhead and get <laughs> coffee. And they're like, oh, we miss you so much and this and that. Right. But yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I really want a quaffle. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I Can hate I, it because now I work bar. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm around quaffles all the time. And it's just like every time I pull one off, I'm like, should I eat one today? <laughs> and it usually happens. I mean, oh, four God. four is They're normal so for good. a day, right? So it's good. The, the serving size. Uh, the dear <laughs> listeners, the quaffle is a magnificent creation of uh, croissanto smashed in a waffle maker. Surprisingly good. So aside from the uh, challenges that you've been able, like that you that you see just in in Anchorhead specifically, have you have you noticed, or I guess what have you noticed in terms of like the coffee industry? Like, as you guys, I mean, you're a, you're a roaster primarily, yeah. and you got. You know, you've got cafes, or maybe you consider yourself a cafe business primarily now. I don't know. But um, what is what does the roasting world look like to you, the coffee world? I mean, it's kind of the same across the board. Like, everything took a huge hit. Like, I mean, cafes aren't open, or if they are open, they're doing substantially less. So we're kind of... Everything, every part of our business took a giant hit. Like, right when the pandemic came, yeah. it was basically just Mike and I doing everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like we traveled back in time like five years. And just hanging out at the warehouse and like Mike would roast, I would bag, I would do all the deliveries, yep. Mike would ship mail orders, come back on Wednesday, do it again. We're starting to see some cafes reopen in the last like month or so. We're also seeing our cafes get a little busier. I mean, they're nowhere near what they were, but it's nice to see some resurgence. Hopefully it's not the beginning of the end part two. The slowdown's incredible. I mean, all the all of our cafes yeah. shut down and, and some of them permanently. And then, you know, all a lot of our sales were small bulk orders to offices yeah, and things like all that. Those and those just dropped off, of course. We had a lot of coffee returned to us from customers that couldn't that didn't change their subscriptions. And so the the post office was, was oh, returning weird. it because their mailboxes were full and they never realized that like and they never contacted us. I mean, I don't want to say how many, but it was well over Dang. two dozen bags of coffee were That's mailed strange. back to us via That's <laughs> like, wild. undeliverable mail. And then angry customers like two months later wondering why they keep getting charged yeah. for it. It's like, cause customers. you didn't tell us <laughs> the, uh, it just seems like, like the, the concept of internet, we've had more conversations since COVID started about kind of that. We're not Amazon that we don't just mm-hmm. roast to order on a Friday night, you know, and you're going to have to wait till those things go out like regular mail and small businesses do. I was wondering if that's just a problem with our customers or if, if, if you've um, noticed this kind of, just sort of a change in attitude Luckily, how people view it. I the- literally deal with none of that. That's all Mike and our warehouse, oh. right? So <laughs> that's the key. Exactly. Mike's Which is why you're right here now. and Mike's not. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really deal with it. I also feel like he would complain to me all the time if that was happening. We also roast almost every single day. So if an order does come in, it's like, all right, we'll just right. send it out. Yeah, we've yeah. we've pared back a lot of our roasting just in general, but also to keep up with the change in the industry. It it's all very slowed strange. down. I do see there's more hope for cafes kind of coming back to normalcy. Yeah, I think that'll like, 
bars. I think because yep. you're allowed to take your coffee outside. But do you think they'll let people take alcohol outside? I mean, they already do. It seems like that would be an easy way to sort of add some flexibility to the laws that would help small businesses kind of grow or maintain their clientele. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Cafes obviously don't have to <laughs> deal with that. Um, they also, have, I mean, you have the benefit of you can just stick a table right out front and yeah. just sell your coffee that way. That's what... Um, cafe red's been doing their inside is closed but they've got a right. they've got a cart out back actually which is basically their front so anchorhead gonna get a pop i mean we have the we have the trike cruise around um we'll have it out that's right like in the marketplace this weekend with the holiday weekend i'm sure there will be way too many people down there and we'll contribute to their caffeine intake yeah i see the real opportunity for people with their trucks i was talking to eddie at luminate coffee and i mean aside from being in West Seattle, where the bridge collapsed over the pandemic, and he can't get out of the out of that neighborhood anymore, uh, he's been he's been getting some luck bringing his his truck around, his trailer around. Yeah, I think we we talked about mobile coffee. Who are we talking about that with? Like three months ago or something. Uh, the pandemic would open up a lot of opportunities for uh, mobile coffee to really take off, while cafes that are stuck with a yep. building they can't bring anyone into get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah. i've mobiles yeah they're resounding yes i mean that's like like <laughs> mobiles really hard sorry this is really difficult because we're not in the same room yeah. but mobiles super hard just because unless you have that consistency like i feel like coffee is like a consistent thing it's like if you're in the same spot every single day like i think it could work yep. but if you're trying to move around it feels difficult like oh we're over here on fridays and we're over here on saturdays right, right. or whatever like I guess I yeah. guess that is the cafe is tapping just, into the I'm just gonna drink. Uh, everyday habits of people. That's true. I mean, the other thing that like people are running into is if they're used to going to parks, places like that, the parks are all closed and they're not if- issuing any permits for any kind of food trucks or anything like that on public property in a lot of those places. So they've lost that kind of clientele of you know hanging out in the park at Green. Yeah, there are or so many people coffee. hanging out at um, Green. Lake, those routines though. are really it's mind blowing. Yeah, it is. Going back to uh, to Anchorhead, Jake, uh, one of the things that I always loved about you guys is you you get a lot of really interesting, high-quality, single-origin coffees, and I always really enjoy uh, exploring those. Well, thank um, you. And that's um, that's just something I enjoy, coffee in general, uh, and I'm, I'm curious how the pandemic is perhaps already influencing that or might in the long term. Like, are you seeing less ability to, I mean, maybe maybe... You probably just don't have the cash flow to explore that as much, but what are you seeing on that front? Yeah, so we, we've we had crop just completely drop out. Um, like our Leviathan blend is 70% of a natural uh, Guji, usually, Guji Deso, and we had like almost a full container of that booked coming, and then like right before it was supposed to ship, they're just like, oh, it's not coming now because of the pandemic. Wow. That's like the coffee we use more than anything. Now we have to find something that's close and as good and have as many bags available that we can tap into now. But I think the harder thing, I mean, we found something and it's great and I'm really looking forward to it. And we actually still have some insane coffees coming through. We just got a new Ethiopia Hambella that's like the fruitiest coffee on the planet. And then we got a natural Costa Rica. Yeah. And we have a new Rwanda. We got, we got quite a few solid coffees coming in. But what's been even harder is knowing how to book those coffees for the upcoming year because like we have right. no idea what it's going to look like and nobody wants to be left with 50 bags of a coffee that 
you didn't use and then you're serving old coffee for half a year. So, I mean, I'm sure, Jesse, you're dealing with yep. that in some way. Yeah. Yeah, but, not quite on those volumes, but certainly, I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's contracts expecting to be open, you know, selling this much of a coffee and it's just not there. So, yeah, I mean, some of those have been ending up in, in yeah. you know, into our darker blend, you know, just to kind of work through them. And that's that's normal anyways, but it's it's what's happening. Been getting a lot of feedback from when I spoke to James in Peru, they're having a lot of hard trouble getting the farm workers, the migrant farm workers to be able to travel around to pick the fruit, you know, so they were looking at just hard to find the work to even even do the agriculture side of it. I was going to mention this and I meant to say this off air beforehand, but there was a really interesting, interesting uh, interview with Stephen from Mercanta. Oh, on cool. NPR, talking about the coffee trade and that it's been all this stuff that we're talking about, but also it's been a really good growing year for places like Brazil. And so they're running into both the problem of not having enough labor to pick their coffee, but also just the markets are all screwed up because it's a huge bumper crop for the Brazilian harvest. And so like the coffee demand hasn't gone. It's just how it gets around that the smaller importers and the you know smaller shipping companies aren't doing what they were doing before. And so the, the selection's yeah. gotten smaller, you know, kind of in in line with the big shipping is that companies. um is all of this resulting in higher prices yeah i haven't seen anything really. not yet not i mean for, we buy on the top side um, of things anyway but i haven't seen anything go crazy at all yeah i wouldn't say it's going crazy but i think that you know it hasn't really finished yet you know i mean cafes are just starting to figure this out there's been a lot of patience a lot of understanding it's only been one growing season you know so it's kind of I don't think that we've quite realized what the struggle is going to be because the cash flow, the lending, you know, the, just the lower sales for specialty coffee because they're not going to cafes like that hasn't hit. So yeah, we bought the coffee this year, but next year, you know, there's going to be 30% reduction in specialty coffee shops, you know, until they rebuild them and open them again. Yeah. Just like rents. We haven't, we haven't hit that, haven't hit that pandemic effect yet of what it's like to have 15% unemployment for a year because bars can't open. On y'all's show, coffee's done. Mm-hmm. This is Anchorhead's show, you listeners. Uh, go to coffeeleversradio.com. Uh, go to the show notes and find the link to Coffee's Done. You and 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 Ross and Mike, but it, the whole Anchorhead crew in general has always been oh, one man, of my we feel most the same favorite about coffee you. companies in the city. Such happy times. Have you guys been open five, uh, We've been a company years. for seven. A million? Um, the downtown shop, I think okay. it's, f- it's four or five years this October. And it's been a yeah, year it's so since crazy to even COVID like, started. Think about that. It's just like... I said this on the podcast yesterday, I think. I think I'm in a coma and none of this is real and I'm hoping I wake up and it's just like, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe I'll be like back in high school and I can be like, yo, that was a bad right. idea. Maybe I should just totally <laughs> change my path, you know? Yeah. This is... You should go to yeah, law this school. this whole coffee Anything. thing has just been one big fever dream. <laughs> do you guys want to go into a pound round topic? Yeah, let's do that. So at the end of those for listeners yeah. at the end of uh coffee's done episodes or towards the latter half they do a thing called the pound rounds where and jake's going to take us through this as an experience we got a random topic and then we talk about it for five minutes yep you got to stop when the timer yeah mm. we're really it bad cut at stopping. Off. i mean it depends on yeah. how interesting the conversation is like if it's super interesting we'll just blow through the timer and just keep talking but sometimes you're reaching so hard for <laughs> anything to talk about related to the topic but so i reached out to the other two people on the podcast ross and james and i was like yo we need topics for this so the first one hold up i gotta get a, <laughs> I gotta get a timer oh started i don't usually do this so you're gonna have to tell us when to stop oh <laughs> uh, you'll hear it so if we were to fight coffee's done versus coffee lovers radio who would win 
You guys can pick one extra person too, since we have three people. Uh, we would win because you guys are all stuck uh, recording in one room. So we would just lock you in there and set the building on fire. <laughs> sure, I guess. I mean, I mean, I didn't. Wow, I didn't think morbid. we were gonna be. Yeah. I didn't think we were gonna be fighting <laughs> during the podcast. That was a but, quick fight. <laughs> well, why? Why wouldn't we take advantage of your one major weakness? I mean, you have no idea when we actually track, though. No, that's and true. Rope there would be collateral skills. damage. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I mean. Okay, are we talking more like uh, Anchorhead or um, Anchorman? Uh, yeah, I think it's a straight up street fight. Street fight. Okay. All right. So first yeah, question, that's a, Joseph. That's a pivotal, who would be our third person? Pivotal thing. I mean, that's a key. Who that's else a key is thing. on our team? Yeah, because you need three. We got three. Uh, I mean, Ross is like a half. So if you could find a half person, you could do a half. Or. <laughs> oh, Joseph oh, has some little kids uh, living with no. him now. We could just count <laughs> them. Not gonna. Yeah. I mean, I feel like because of my age superiority mm. over y'all, I don't even know if that's true, but I feel like I have a lot more pent up rage in my life that I might be able to take on a couple of you, especially Ross. James scares me, though, because he's he been in business long enough that he so. has some, some yeah, stuff to get out. out. James. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, he's on our <laughs> team. Well, that's the only reason that James. I want him on our team. Thank you. <laughs> actually you can take him i don't care i'm tired of him talking about how he could beat up everyone so james is now on your team and we're gonna get our third team member we'll pick mike i think mike could throw down pretty hard mike i mean yeah, he, and he just those lifts bags of coffee them, aren't like just deadlifts them and walks them around the warehouse all right so this is gonna be a good fight i uh what what are the so what are the terms yeah what are this the might I mean, I feel like it should just be coffee-related uh, things. Uh, we get a roaster. Yeah. Yeah, like a portafilter, yeah. a roaster tryer. Uh, but way back in the day, we had an idea of funny videos that were like the, mm -hmm. the old uh, spy versus spy, the old cartoons, but we wanted to do roaster versus bagger. And we had a bunch of different ways that we're going to, you know, that we'd end each other's lives, like in the roaster machine or in the grinder. We had a lot of... Why didn't we... Why didn't you make these? <laughs> it's a lot of work. That's a problem. There's a lot of a lot of stuff in between that idea. Yeah, that's a lot of yes, CGI. CGI. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of clothing going into the roaster that I didn't want to put in there. I get that. <laughs> Do you put CGI, anything weird yeah. into your roaster? That is fake blood. Like Michael heat up breakfast sandwiches inside of his roaster. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you <laughs> Like on top or like in the rotating drum? Well, the drum doesn't rotate on the loring. The Anchor. paddles rotate. So you can turn the paddles off. Oh. So he'll open the door and stick like an egg McMuffin um, in there no. and turn the paddles off and <laughs> eat up his sandwich. <laughs> I would definitely contemplate that. I would I would consider yeah, that. I mean So in this street fight <laughs> <laughs> is Stay on top of jump around a lot. Can't yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a pretty even fight. It might just be a just a clean just I think, fight to the death, like, and it's going to end with a microphone. I drop. think James goes down first, one punch, he's out because he's weak, and then I think it's going to be a really good fight where we just destroy <laughs> you guys. So, well, you see, we're just going to whisper <laughs> all of the terrible things you're saying about James in his ear. <laughs> I've never all pumped up, and he's going to Hulk rage hope, out on you guys. I hope, and we're just going to stand back and watch. It's just not going to happen. I haven't seen Joseph fight anybody, so I don't. I don't really. I can't imagine can't, Joseph can't imagine fighting it. anyone either. He has a beard. I'd like just be like, beard. "Hey, let's talk about this." And I'd be like, mm -mm. "You know what? That's a good idea." 
I got into a fight once. No. Top is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it? Yeah, so that's kind of how it goes. It's weird. Usually it's like so random. We jump around. Well, I had to get right into I had to get right into setting you guys on I like fire the time. So I like the time aspect. Yeah. I got a couple more topics if you guys want to do yeah. any. Let's do another. All right. This is kind of a weird topic. It just says specialty coffee scene is uptight. That's it. <laughs> that's the topic. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? It's gonna be five that's minutes of radio goes. silence like, if yeah, we all agree. It sucks. Isn't any any like special uh, uh, niche, like obsessive thing filled with uptight people? Like, it doesn't sure. matter what it is. Totally. I think, yeah. Joseph, I think this goes back to the Two Non Doctors episode we did because we asked, do you know that podcast at no. all? The Liz Mealy, the comedians, they had a little thing on coffee. Oh, so we dope. answered it and then we had a nice little exchange with them. Yeah, they're really rad and it was a lot of fun. But we posed them, uh, posed a question to them that was, you know, coffee, like you get so far into coffee all the good stuff that you get into it it's just obsessive but at the end of the day yep. for the customer it's just a cup of coffee and so it's like we asked them if it was like that with comedy because it takes a lot of skill and a lot of effort and a lot of writing and trial and error to figure out the jokes you're going to say yet for the consumer it's like hey, you're just on stage telling mm -hmm. jokes that's mm -hmm. a dumb thing you know so it's like you have to be uptight to do really good job at something for that sure. people take for granted every day how do you think the pandemic's going to change the specialty coffee world hmm I or if it's I don't it at all. know. I think it depends how long it goes on and how much. There's our definitely are, are uh, more people than ever. I think that brewing coffee at home. Yeah. So I, I think there's a there's a vast increase in interest in getting into that craft of making coffee at home better, just because people are people are forced into it. So it brings up that question of well, how do I, I'm making this? How do I do it better? How does that right. how does that influence the specialty coffee? universe i don't know because there's a certain level of brewing coffee better that doesn't i think involve obsession into specialty coffee right i mean i feel like and i i really hope my fingers are crossed for this i really hope that there's a new appreciation for small businesses and the effort it goes goes into keeping yeah. a brick and mortar place open and you know tips going up i think that right at the beginning of everything there's some some stuff that happened with our little our drive-up stand and we reset everything just raised all the prices by a dollar pretty much across the board and it's like no nah, that's just the new reality guys like we can't afford this life in this city and be bare like it just doesn't make any sense for us to be struggling so hard when we've lost 40 yeah. or 60 percent of our business we just have to charge more for this so i see that there's the prices are going to go up which will inherently help specialty coffee because we sure. can afford that with prices going up more. are you guys still accepting you know, tips did you never accept tips so we're still I accepting have, tips yeah i, I really all hate the, tipping um, culture. i don't yeah, I don't. I can't say those tips have changed, but I know personally. I, yeah, I we've tip seen a more. huge raise like, in tips. I don't know. There's the argument yeah. that like pay your baristas a living wage and you won't have to tip, but I don't. It's a it's a hard argument because, like, yeah, we could raise all of our baristas to make eighteen or twenty dollars an hour, and they're still going to make substantially less than they would with tips. So, is it better to keep doing tips and keep going in that? way like i don't know it's so hard i don't think that they're mutually exclusive i think that we need to pay our baristas more we need to cover that basic hourly mm -hmm. cost with the cost of the goods the coffee and then also sure. keep tipping them because places like it's seattle 20 bucks an hour money. still isn't really a living wage well i mean do you think is there I mean, gonna be like a you know and are we still gonna see we have no idea but 
I mean, there's still a chance that the economy could just collapse and there could be a huge recession. And I mean, then what? Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. There's a lot of ramifications that would that would ripple out through all, uh, all of that. I've always really, really disliked um, tipping culture. I mean, I tip. The timer's done, but we can just keep talking. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, it's just the tip. No, it's uh, just the tip. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I, I tip. There's that and Especially joke. now with um, the pandemic, when I do go you know, get takeout somewhere, I find myself tipping a lot more than usual because mm-hmm. I'm just like, this really sucks for them being here. They're getting a lot less business. I want to help them out more. But in, like in general, just as a baseline, I do not like the obligation of going somewhere and being like, oh, I have to also pay, you know, 20% more because they can barely live on what they have. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but tipping culture in America, I think, fits in with the kind of rugged individualism of being able to reward for the specific service, you know, and we like having that control, both receiving it and giving it doesn't mean you don't get a living wage. I don't know. I, I see all the prices going up. I see if this if this pandemic continues, I see the $25 beer and a pint glass at a bar and yeah. the $5 takeaway can, you know, because the time and resources that go into being open and having employees is means so much yeah. So many different things now I mean, than it did. We're talking about like ago. what our service will look like once we reopen. And it's like, do we do a dine in charge? Because when people stay and do that, like right. it costs us substantially more. Like we have to wash dishes and you have to have a person doing that. You have to have somebody cleaning the dining room. You have to have the space looking nice. Yep. Yeah, yep. All of it does. And there's less money to go around. It's not just normal routine. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a common thing. I think that, you know, we see that coming out of the Italian culture from the, you know, pre-World War II is the uh, the service charge for sitting yeah. down, you know, when you go into a cafe versus the takeout, just standard price. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Instead of tipping and that kind of black and white, it's like, well, is there going to be a service charge for the types I think of that makes sense getting that, from that place? So Especially you know, for a, a cafe goes, that tends to get people yeah. sitting down and working a lot. Because mm-hmm. that's just draining on everything. People who go and, you know, they get a $3 coffee and then they take a seat for four hours. It's like. Yeah. So this is this. I think about this a lot because I drive past Milstead all the time in Fremont. And they were like, never get a seat there. I haven't been able to sit at that cafe in years because they're so busy with all the all the tech employees right around their neighborhood. So I'm wondering, like, from because I don't own a cafe, but like from your perspective, Jake, like. Is it a relief just not to have people camping in your cafe and taking advantage of um, you for three bucks? I mean, I'd much five. rather have people like, camping out. Yeah, I mean, it's, aside from everything else, we've been talking <laughs> about like ways to actually make the cafe more profitable. And like the biggest thing is labor costs. Obviously, like that's our biggest expense by far. Like people think it's rent, and that's not even close. Like our labor cost is insane. Well, oh. uh, that's been uh, Jake with Anchorhead, Anchorhead, Anchorhead Coffee. Um, and coffee's done. Go listen to our show. And coffee's <laughs> done. Well, I'll uh, put links to that in the in the show notes. Coffee coffee's done. Com. That's great. It's to been see great your face as well. So good to see your face, Jake. Glad you're doing well. Uh, all in all, cheers. <laughs> cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.